You know what? I think we're live. live. What's up, Internet? I'm Clara Polaris, and uh, this is Nerdy. And uh, I'm running the show today. Um, uh, (laughs) As you can tell, it's going really well. Uh, We get Nerdy Nightly, and we thought we'd share it with you. Oh, no, it's not going to go. Never mind. We don't have a... We don't... The Nerdy Nightly isn't going to go. Okay. Are we just talking now? Are we live? Yeah, I, I think we're live. <laughs> that is right. Welcome, everyone, to the Nerdy Wordy Book Club, episode 21, a full book recap for The Shadow Rising, the fourth book in Robert Jordan's series, known as The Wheel of Time. Uh, Clarus, you and I are not in the same place. No. So No, we're not. Uh, so we apologize in advance for the delay. I, I, did you did you play the title behind the window capture? No, no, it's uh, the uh, the nerdy nightly is over top of it in the the queue. So if it Weird. did, I don't know why. <laughs> I wonder if they got the music. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome on in. Start. If you've never been to one of our live shows, obviously uh, they generally go much smoother because I'm not in charge. Um, hi, we missed you guys. <laughs> uh, Clarice, can you just, because I can't see, can you just check to make sure it's recording? Uh, yes, it is recording. Fantastic. Uh, hello, everyone uh, in the live chat. Thank you for being here. Everyone who watches this later, thank you as well. I hope you got through that intro. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we could see it under the cam. It was definitely under the cam. Um, well, I <laughs> uh, just so like, we're not defense. we're not together right now. I am currently in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I can finally tell people why. I've had to be a little bit cagey about it because I did not sign a contract. Um, I am doing a <laughs> world premiere of a new version of Ragtime. They've taken the musical Ragtime and they've cut it from three hours down to two hours uh, to do a concert version of it with the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra. And so Stafford Arima, the artistic director, asked me to come play Younger Brother. And so I am doing that. We are uh, going to be putting up the show next Friday and Saturday here in Calgary. Uh, It's an incredible cast of very talented people and a 57-piece orchestra doing a version of Ragtime. Um, And I'm I'm, I'm very excited. I I have not been able to do a musical in uh, over two years. And so this is a huge moment for me. We sang through the whole show today. And uh, it's really really fun um uh just going to be completely honest uh this does mean that next week we are not going to be starting book five just yet uh for for two reasons really one is i'm going to be very busy opening this show and this new version of this show uh and the second reason being that um we did our obi-wan kenobi spoiler chat yesterday uh and we're doing this video today and the um the uh it's not the best uh (laughs) We're trying, guys, but it is certainly not uh, 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 our usual quality, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're going to we're going to wait to start book five the next week um, after I'm back in Toronto, just so that we can really like make the show the best that it can be, and so that the people listening uh, to the podcast later get good audio quality. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we we do love our podcast listeners. We're trying to take care of you. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, how is my mic chat? Can I, Clarice uh, is using terrible headphones, so how is my mic? Yeah, how's sound? the mic? Let us know how the levels are. Um, we are using Discord, so unfortunately, sometimes it kind of like cuts in and out of audio. So if you ever miss something, let us know. We're gonna try mm -hmm. and do our absolute best. Uh, Mark Torres says, "Lies, it's always a beautiful train wreck of a show." Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> Mics are good. Slightly different sound quality in Calgary. Um, Nathan Prime says we got the music. Are they still hearing music, or is that just at the beginning of the podcast? Y'all, they better not be. <laughs> the Kunas, uh, y'all, big props to making that big of a decision. Thank you. We feel good about it. We feel good about it. Yeah, like we, uh, yeah, it's tough, right? We love book club. I we've said this many times. It's like the highlight of our week always. But we want to make sure that book club is the absolute best that it can be. So, <laughs> apparently, uh, let me turn my mic down a little bit. Apparently, my mic's a little bit hot. Okay. I, um, mean, I can do that on my end just I'm, a little. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, hopefully, that's better. All right. Uh, you're not here to listen to us talk about our personal lives, though. I think we're all here to talk about the book four of The Wheel of Time. The Shadow Rising. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my big question to you, Clarus, is we've actually, for the first time, taken two weeks away from reading. This is the longest we've been away from the series in terms of this uh, thing we've been doing for the past 21 weeks, or 22 weeks now, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I want to know, like, how do you feel about this book since we've actually, like, sat and gestated it a little bit? Um, oh, man, it's... <laughs> Kind of, kind of riffing off of your question, um, because I like I have so many feelings about it. But riffing off of your question, we so we we finished reading this book, and then we read Brotherhood, which mm -hmm. like is like a normal book and not as dense as like a religious text. Uh, <laughs> and it was so funny, like just noticing the difference. Um, not saying that like one is better than the other or, or anything like that. They, they were both excellent, uh, books in their own regard. Um, but it was just a very jarring experience going from this to going to Brotherhood, which is more all ages friendly and much shorter and, 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 um, but it's, it's, it's weird because I feel like I honestly remember this book better than I do Brotherhood, <laughs> but maybe that's just because I loved it so much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to everyone who is talking about our tans, thank you. Yes, we both we both managed to not burn, which is really just magical. What tan? Where? You look you you yeah. You're pale, but I'm tan. Um, you are yes. Nerdy got some sun. That's for sure. I <laughs> applied my sunscreen properly. It is funny. Uh, we got um, you know, there's like 330 pages in Brotherhood, mm -hmm. which is a little bit more than we read a week of Wheel of Time. But I read it in like three hours and I was like, this is the easiest possible read in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> I definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think I used the word gestation wrong. So chat, <laughs> I, if, if, if someone could throw in the chat what gestation actually means, I would appreciate we that. We would like only the exact definition, please. And thank you. Um... <laughs> before, uh, before we get into the... The questions that our lovely viewers and listeners left in the Discord. Uh, Close. I just wanted to talk a little bit at the beginning of this about the last three 
the la- honestly the last episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to like really dive into how are you feeling about where we left our three main characters and what you think each of these three or sorry, our three main storylines and what you think each of these things, where do you think these things are going as we start? Uh, I think it's the Lord of Chaos next. Yes, in two weeks. I think so. Um, oh my God. Gestation um, is pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, cool, 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 cool. I mean, that's when it's commonly like used. I don't know if that it is exclusively that, but, uh, but, I'm gonna look uh, it up. You start to talk about where you think this is all going, and then I'll I'll look it up. Um, I uh, <laughs> my thing is um the 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 one character that I have a big question mark on is really um Perrin, uh, because I'm not sure if he's going to be staying in the Two Rivers or if he's going to be like uh reuniting back with uh our other friends. Uh, I just want to be very clear. There are two definitions for gestation. One is the development of something over a period of time. And so I did use the word correctly. There I just... Because <laughs> we, uh, we've we had two weeks for our ideas to gestate. I mm-hmm. did use it correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Suck on that live <laughs> chat. Um, oh my God. Wow. Also, uh, Fires of Heaven is next. Yes. Sorry. There's There's like 15 of these things. Uh, <laughs> it's like 50 yeah so, so yeah, Perrin so Perrin's the one that you're most excited about well definitely the most excited about because I'm really at, like not sure um where his story's headed next I think that the next book we're going to have to have Rand figuring out um the politics of the Aiel I think, mm-hmm. I know Rand is like, I, I gotta get a move on. I like, sh- stuff is moving. You know, he's really, he's really like itching to go, um, which I, it, like, I understand why. But I think that like, being in charge of all the Aiel is going to force him to, to slow down for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a big challenge. Um, so I, I think definitely at the beginning of the next book, he's going to be figuring out how to best communicate with them, represent them, and be he who comes with the dawn as best as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh man, and also with the girls. Uh, well, like, so let's stick with that for a second because I want to ask you a question. How do you think that him having to like, how, how do you think the inclusion of Asmodian as his like lackey is going to affect that? Well, I think he's going to be, he's kind of already been, people People have kind of already been coming at him from all sides, except mm-hmm. now he's going to be in a position where he has to actually, in a sense, open up and show at least some measure of trust with Asmodian, because I don't think that he can learn to use the one power without that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be the really tricky power dynamic. Obviously, Asmodian is not going to be able to, like, give him a... Uh, any problems, at least for several months, uh, mm-hmm. apparently, apparently. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that uh, Rand stuff is going to be more of figuring out the Aiel, figuring out the One Power, figuring out his role in everything, as opposed to like big epic sweeping moves and and battles. And and I don't, maybe I'm completely wrong now that I'm saying it out loud. But at least I think that's how we'll start off. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I definitely think that the beginning of the next book is going to be very, um, 
is going to be very small, not in terms of like importance, but in terms of action. I think that there's a lot of, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like there's a lot of emotional storytelling that has to happen before they can get to the next stuff. I think that there's a lot of relationships that need to be figured out, right? I mm -hmm. think that you have um, the interpersonal of many things. I, for, for Rand, obviously, how he's going to be working with uh, Asmodian, as well as how he is going to be interacting with Avienda, you know, how that relationship develops and, and where they head with that. Um, yeah. For the girls, I think that figuring out what um, what their relationship is with um, this Sanchen hanger-on that they've got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and how, you know, and for her, how her life is so changed now that she's lost her culture and her people and that she's living with these people. And, and I'm assuming, like, sticking with these people who uh, culturally she doesn't maybe ha share any touchstones with, but has a relationship with and cares for now and, and seems to want to be on that team and how like their interpersonal relationships moving forward are going to be important. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for Perrin, I think that Perrin is going to have to get used to being a husband and that's going to be so interesting to watch uh, as him and Fael figure that out. Mm -hmm. uh, Rev Pembroke says, what about Kuladin? Uh, yeah, he's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, mm -hmm. I think him and Savannah, like are going to be, like, again, like, people coming at Rand from all sides. It's it's going to be, like, he's going to have to, uh, he, he's going to have to really watch his back. And I mm -hmm. think that in this book, he is going to have to learn to trust uh, Moraine and Egwene, um, and even, to an extent, the wise ones, because you, mm -hmm. you can only be a lone wolf... If you're fighting, like, if you have, like, a small group of enemies, when when, <laughs> when you're in a situation like this, I think that you absolutely need allies that you're able to confide in and trust. Um, mm -hmm. I think Avienda, obviously, is is going to be a big help for Rand. But I, I think that in this book, he is going to have to come to terms with Moraine and, and Aes Sedai in general. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Kuladin's interesting. Uh, Kuladin's interesting because he is in this... Um, he, he's going to be someone that Rand, I don't think, can beat by fighting him, right? I think that Kuladin is going to be like the storytelling of Rand having to outthink his opponent in this case and politic his way into success mm -hmm. with Kuladin. I think that he has to win him over. Um, I, I would actually really love it if Kuladin ends up in going going to Ruidaran um, and becoming the clan chief. You know what I mean? I, I think it would be interesting to have a clan chief who is so opposed to Rand mm -hmm. on like such a deep, deep level and um, who Rand has to really win over. Uh, I, I don't know if that's possible now. I don't know that the Aiel are going to possibly let him do that after he faked being the Dragon Reborn or the He Who Comes with the Dawn. I think that that's kind of a black mark for him in a way that um, I, I don't really know Aiel culture well enough to know, but I feel like they're going to be pretty upset about that. Uh, that he lied about something that is sacred to them, right? Yeah. Lying about going into Riordan feels like it's probably a big no-no. So I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens with Kuladin. He is, he's so much more interesting to me now than he was in the book. Because I kind of was like, dude, like, shut up. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Just stop, please. <laughs> and now that he, it, you know, it's it's sort of like what we're talking about in our uh, Riva discussion in our spoiler chat for Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm not going to spoil what's going on there, but in this, like, the character is so much more interesting to me now that they've made this choice and that there will be consequences for that choice. Right. Characters living in the space between their choice and their consequences Mm -hmm. and how they get from their choice to their consequences is a lot of my favorite storytelling. Yeah, because it's 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 tense and there are stakes and there are consequences coming. And the the, you know, the locomotive has left the station and you feel like you're barreling towards whatever this conclusion is. And so Kuladin is the most interesting he could possibly be to me right now, because I know that that is coming and I can't wait to read it as it happens. For me, I actually think the the person I am most interested in at the beginning of the next book is Agianin. Mm. Um, because what the hell is she gonna do? <laughs> like, yeah, like where is she going? Like, I mean, obviously, her and ship captain are gonna like get down, but other than that, I, I like. Uh, she she is she is an infinitely fascinating character to me because knowledge is power and the knowledge that she's gained over the the end of this book about her people her culture her beliefs all of these things um is either going to i like i, I think has the potential to to break her in a sense um that yeah, is Yeah, it doesn't seem to be the direction that she is headed in this in the moments we've had with her. But you never know. Like she's kind of like literally on like the like a knife's edge. Um, I would I would love if they ran into Rand and his Taviranus pushed them to get married really quick. I think that would be very funny. Ship captain and again. Yeah. If, like, they run into, like, they get together and, like, you know, Elaine and Rand have their big moment and, like, Avienda and Elaine are, like, oh, we're both with him now. I Like, it's going to be very, like, tension-y. And then it's, like, this tension-y moment between these women trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then, like, in the background, they hear ship captain be, like, let's just get married now. And it, like, stops everything because they're, like, what is happening? And Moraine's, like, Taviran. And Egwene's, like, Taviran. And the wise ones are, like, he who comes with the dawn. It's going to be great. It's going to be a cool moment. I uh, I want to know what Elaine's second letter says. The the one where she's mean to him. Yeah, I mean we know it's definitely mm-hmm. not like positive, but I'm really ju- I am very curious as to the contents of that letter. <laughs> it's hard not to be right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been built up in such an interesting way. Um, it's been built up in such an interesting way with. You know, I there there was like the thought that maybe Rand. I I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but Rand seems to be taking the second letter more seriously than the first. I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like the the honeyed words are not hitting as hard as the vinegar. Well, we've always like as as human beings, like uh, we remember the negative. We hang on to the negative. It, it outweighs the positive for for most mm-hmm. people. Like it's. It's just more poignant, and um, and I think that that's exactly the case here. Um, in uh, in chat, Wheel Up Time wants to know if we've heard the lesbian pirate Bail Doman theory. I know, no, but I also based on the actor they cast, I don't think that that he's going to be a lesbian. <laughs> 
you know, I, I, uh, I truly He's don't. He's very handsome, but don't know what that theory is. Um, and Jean Paul wants to know if we ever um, agree with each other less than a hundred percent. Yeah, go watch our <laughs> episode three Obi Wan Kenobi spoiler chat. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we agreed. I think we maybe agreed ten percent on that episode. I would give it like twenty five percent. We agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, before we get to the final big storyline, I want to talk about before we get into these questions, uh, Min, Min, and uh, uh, I was about to say Sanchez, Min and Swan, and Leanne and Logan. Mm-hmm. What? 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 What's gonna happen? This whole Logan being like it and and glory thing i I don't get because when when before rand had his moody and i was like oh yeah i guess like logaine maybe teaches rand to channel which i wasn't 100 percent sold on because i was like how would no logaine know how to channel like who taught him but whatever fine but now like that is definitely not the case and i wonder i wonder if i wonder if swan just by the nature of things comes into like some kind of power position and therefore lo- so does Logan because he's there with them and he is assisting but I, I like I don't know <laughs> what that is um I don't know do you have a do theory think, do you think it's possible for I I don't know if this works right because Logan is cut off from the one power so I don't know if he can be connected through the one power again but do you think it's possible he becomes someone's warder? Logan? Yeah. I guess it depends on if he's like a good swordsman. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, Logan's such an interesting one, right? Because he he led men into war. Like he he took over Gildan, right? Yeah. Um so I, I think that there's there's so much potential that, and maybe I'm conflating what happened in the books and what happened in the show. He might have been less successful in the books than he was in the show. Um, but, you know, he, he did take over Gildan with an army. That's the kind of man who is probably going to be capable as a warder, right? And so it would be interesting for, I, I don't know whose, because there's no... Um, there's no sisters with Swan and Leanne who can channel it, as far as we know, right? At this point. Yeah. Um, well, I but, mean, but it would be... He, he can't be Swan or Leanne's warder, because they are mm-hmm. both stilled. My question is, he's been gentled, and we know that the warder bond, the warders are, like, bound through the one power. So could, could he even be a warder? Like, could he even yeah. be bound in that sense? I, I, I don't actually know. I don't know either, and I, I, I would like, I would like for it to be something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think the other possibility is he becomes sort of like, um, oh, what's his name? Mass, not Masume. Oh my God. Who? The pro, the guy who's prophet, the the prophet of the dragon. Oh, um. Masima. 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 Yeah, uh, he could become something like that and become like the herald. I was about to say the herald of Galactus. I was about to turn Loghain into the Silver <laughs> Surfer, um, but okay. the herald of the dragon would be like an interesting role for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of wonder if Loghain is going to go on a very like a, a, a very. I, I think he's going to be huge. I think Loghain is going to be a very important part of the rest of the series, and I think that it's going to be in a way that is going to be 
he's going to uh, he's going to achieve glory on the light side. I don't think he's going to go dark. I have a feeling that we're going we're in for like the redemption story of a lifetime with Loghain, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I, I like truly did not expect Loghain to be a major part of the series. To be honest, I thought he was going to be kind of a, a an example, made an example of, and then swept aside. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really I'm really curious as to where that goes. To be honest. CJ says Loghain the Baptist. I like it. I see. I think that it would be fun if he had sort of a John the Baptist role in the series. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that would be really interesting. I'm just excited. Loghain is Loghain is one of those characters who I had such a connection to because the actor on the show was so enticing to me. Yeah, like just yeah. Su- just such a his performance was so effective. I think, mm-hmm. and um. So when we got into the books and we didn't even see him, right? Like, with the, I think the most we get of Loghain is Rand seeing him from afar in that first book. Yeah. I I already was so connected because I felt like he was so... Like he, because the actor on the show made me love the character. And so I'm hopeful there's a lot for him to do because I think the actor looks perfect. Yeah, and absolutely. And I... Um, yeah, I'm just excited. I think I think the potential storytelling around Loghain and Sawan being this power couple, not not like literal couple, but like a power yeah. couple of like this man and this woman who neither of whom can channel, but used to be able to, who like still managed to affect the global politics of Randland. I, I think that that's very <laughs> exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like there, there's no real like small characters, right? Like it's funny, even like that one farm girl who made eyes at Rand ended up like being at the White Tower and you Elsa know, Grinwell. Yeah, and like the Illuminator that we met, she's obviously coming back. Um, oh yeah, I can't wait for more fireworks moments in this series for Chat to be upset with me about misinterpreting. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Me too. Um, do I, we want? I feel, like mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about all like the major players at this point, right? Yeah. Do get, you want to get into some questions? That's what I was just going to say, but, you know, there's a delay. Sorry, guys. Um, before we get into questions, smash that like button. Smash it so hard right now. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where this week's questions start, but please do smash the like button. <laughs> um, oh, yes. We have to figure out where it really starts. So I'm going to have to open this one in my phone because I've got the computer set up because we're on the Discord assume... call. It's May 14th, right? Yep, that sounds about right. So, Matrix, uh, Matrix 76, uh, now mod on the channel, Matrix. Thank you so much for hey. joining the mod team. Shout out to our mods. Uh, please show the mods some love. We appreciate you guys, and we've missed you. Huge shout out to our mods. All mm-hmm. of you are awesome, and we uh, we, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, Matrix asks, since this book is the mold breaker for the series, how do you think future books will change as far as story character building go? Okay. Um, I, I, I'm giving this series one more Egwene capture and that's it. Um, cause I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen one more time. But I think it's happened twice more. You think it'll happen twice more? Yeah. I think it's going to happen, uh, once more where she escapes and once more near the very end when she dies. You think Egwene's going to die? I do. Yeah. Wow. I think like book, I think like beginning of book 14. Okay. Well, add that to the predictions list. Uh, I do not think Egwene is going to die. Um, but I do think that, um, I do think Egwene is, is going to be captured once more through in the series and absolutely 
just annihilate her captors herself, like, just, like, John Cena, that shit. You know what I mean? Um... <laughs> Cena, da, 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 da. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I think in, in, in terms of future books, I think that... I think that I can't predict what they're going to do because I think that there's going to be a lot of variety from here on out. Mm -hmm. At least I hope so. Um, I hope that they're going to do a lot of different things in terms of storytelling. I, I think that we're going to probably get books where we don't get POVs from some of the characters that we love right now. Mm -hmm. I think that some of these characters are going to disappear for some of these books and then come back. Um so I, I, I think that the sh I think the series is going to have a little bit more uh, ability to be mobile in terms of its style, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. If we're doing yeah. predictions, um, yeah, I think I know you think Egwene is going to die. I, if we're doing predictions, I think I think out of the main cast, I think it will be Nynaeve that dies. I think more than that's going to die. I think uh, I think ha like I I would be surprised if more than half of the Emmons fielders make it to the end of the series. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a feeling Matt dies. Uh-huh. I think, because I think Matt, Matt, Matt's arc is very much like, I'm not a hero, I'm not a hero, I'm not a bloody hero, right? Yeah. I think that Matt's final moment, be, j just for, like, narrative, like, structure, will be him embracing being a hero and sacrificing himself in that moment to do so. Yeah. And I think that he'll... I could see him, you know, like like, pulling, like... Literally doing a repeat and pulling another Manethrin. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But for I think sure. that Perrin. I think Perrin will survive that. I think Perrin will. I, I think Perrin will be the like shepherd of the Manethrin Two Rivers area at the end of all this. If he's the king of it, if he's the lord of it, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know yet, but like I do think Perrin survives. I think Rand survives, and I don't know why. I like it makes sense for Rand to die in the final battle. Um, yeah, I don't but, know if I believe that Rand survives this. I'm still on the fence, to be honest. I don't know. I think they might do the, like, Rand survives, but, like, has to, like, go be a hermit, like, kind of story. Because um, <laughs> he's, like, it's just been too much. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, yeah, so I feel like we kind of, like, did a, uh, talked a lot about, uh, around that, but... Um, yeah, I, I think I definitely think future books are going to get more creative for sure with their like structure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Dashiva asks, Perrin chose not to tell Tam the rest of the Two Rivers people that Rand is the Dragon Reborn. Do you agree with that decision? Oh boy. Um. Oh, that's so tough. But kind of yes, kind of of yes, because. Ooh, can I interrupt for one second? Yeah, of course. This is going to be a bold prediction, but um, Jason Enberg says his blood on Shia Ghoul mm -hmm. about the Rand. I, I don't. I think that that's going to be Rand's kid. You think he's going to have? Uh, okay. I think the blood. Well, there's like there's like eleven more books, right? So I think that Rand's child will be the one whose blood spills on Shia Ghoul at the final battle. Wow. Wow, we. You know what I mean? Like making it his blood is something that is so specifically like a cultural reference, and we pass our blood down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like kind of the only thing that we pass down, like culturally. Yeah. Um, and that you find the idea of like being of someone's blood in so many different cultures, 
that I think that it would make sense for his blood, the blood of the dragon reborn will be spelled at Shaogul at the final battle to not be about Rand literally, but to be about the blood of Rand, okay, which okay. means it will be his son or daughter. I, uh, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to take that and I'm going to go one step further. I think it's going to be, um, I, I, I could see it. And this is, wow, this is so dark. I could see it being Avienda pregnant and kind of, uh, and it's a, uh, not a repetition, but a mirror to his birth. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't go well. <laughs> um, uh, the the Avienda pregnant, yeah, that, that would be very dark. It would um, be very dark, but, but yeah. like, I, I think totally. that this series is, it, it has, like, earned that level of, of tragedy, um, especially where the stakes of this world are like so strong. Um, yeah, I don't want that to happen, but I could mm-hmm. I could see those parallels being made for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it that that plays into like the the wheel motif of the series really well. Yeah, in a way that would wreck me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, so Perrin, right. go back to Perrin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, God. Wait, what were we saying? <laughs> Did Perrin oh. make the right choice not telling Tam and the Two Rivers people about the Dragon Reborn? Yes. Because, because. What the hell is because, anyone... Because, 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 because. <laughs> because of the wonderful things he does. Well, because there's nothing anyone can do about the situation. And I, I almost think it's it's meaner to tell Tam because then he'll just be even more worried than he already is. And, like, I don't know how that really helps anybody. I think it's the right choice because the Two Rivers people don't understand the context of what it means. And so giving giving them that information does not benefit them in any way. And it will just turn people against one another and against Rand, right? The the Dragon Reborn is, like, a negative thing to your average uh, mm-hmm. Randlander, right? Because they don't have context. Exactly, yeah. Um. Before we move on to the next question, uh, you don't know me, it's reminding Ellen that Rand is the God Emperor. Uh, can we all just take a moment to appreciate that Christopher Walken is going to play the God Emperor in the next Dune movie? <laughs> like, I'm so... I, I just love him so much. Anyway... Um, Wheel of Time fan edit asks, which scenes from this book do you most want to see in the TV show? And what adaptations do you think will be needed for story and budget reasons, changes or cuts for your chosen scenes? Yeah, that's tough. I I mean, obviously, there's going to be big cuts made. We've kind of talked a little bit about this. About um, consolidating, consolidating Mm -hmm. tear and foam, falma. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I don't think the show has the budget to do both separately, nor the time. So I think yeah. that is going to be the big one, for sure. Can I can I give you my big prediction for this book specifically? Always. <laughs> I think the Golden Bowl is cut. The Golden Bowl that, just sounds like a freaking sports game. I can't. I, I think that all of the Al-Qaer doll stuff cut. I think that they go to Ruidin once. And everything happens at Ruidian instead of having the, like, traversing of the desert, right? Yes, yes. So so I, I think that they'll take the portal stones into the threefold land. Yeah. They'll go to the um, the cold stone hold first. 
They'll meet oh, the Aiel there. I do want to see and, that. Yeah. And then they'll then the, tra the the traveling across the desert will just happen the one time from Cold Stonehold to Ruidian. All of the Aiel will meet at Ruidian. They will do. He'll get his brands. He'll come out with his brands on, and then Asmodian will pop up and they'll fight there. And I think that they'll just convince condense that so there's fewer fewer times and locations in the Threefold Land. Yep. Yep, I think you're right, because having them, yeah, move around so much, I just don't think it's really feasible with with the scope of everything, because we know they're condensing book, we're no, we know we're consolidating the books. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, as long as we see Coldstone, I, like, I'm very happy with that. Um, well, especially if it's, like, Coldstone Creamery in New York, because their ice cream is very good. Um, yeah, we have we have marble slab here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nerdy. Um, also very good. Now I want ice cream, and I'm upset with you for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have Uber Eats. You can you can have whatever you want. I'm not there to stop you. Not that I've ever stopped you from having ice cream. But. <laughs> um, okay, so so the one part of the question is, what do you most want to see in the TV show? Like, what is like a must for you? Um, I mean, obviously the Emmons Field scene, right? The Emmons Field battle has to be the number one. Yeah. It is just, it is, it is the thing I'm most excited about. It is the thing that, it it is the thing that I love so much about this book. I think it will be the, that chapter, I think will be the thing that stays with me the most from the first four books mm -hmm. and maybe even from the series. Like I, you know, I haven't read the rest of it yet. But so I, I need them to do that scene with aplomb and and um, and I just need it to be massive and incredible. And it, it just it's too important to me now. It is my favorite thing that has happened in these books so far. It is one of my favorite fantasy battle sequences that I've ever read. Yeah. Um, and I just um, I need it and I need it to be done right. And I need it to be done well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, my, my big thing that I want to see is cool. Uh... Cold Rocks Hold and... Um... Oh, Cold Rocks Hold. That's what it was. Yeah, and... Uh... That's so funny. You can tell I'm hungry, right? Cold Stone... Yeah, it's like Cold Stone Creamery or whatever. Um... Yeah. My, my dinner is literally right here. I just can't eat it until <laughs> we're done. Because I don't want to be, like, scooping Vietnamese into my mouth. What do you mean? Um, yeah, I I'm trying to think back to the other two books. Like, what is the most important <gasps> hold your fire thank you for that super chat um <laughs> congrats, congrats on ragtime <laughs> thank you so much hold your fire um at this point i caught up to the book releases so i'm jealous y'all don't have to wait as long to find out if you're right <laughs> we're we're grateful for that yes very because what would the pot what would you do with the podcast exactly um thank you for that super chat hold your fire I, I'm trying to think of uh, book two and three, what, like, absolutely has to make it into the show. Not book two and three, just book four. What has to be in there from book four? From book four, yeah. No, uh, Cold, Cold Rock's Hold, for sure. Um, and, um... Rand kissing all the women down the line. Yes, yes, I want Rand to see Rand kiss all the Spear Maidens. Please, thank you. Um, every single one. Um, Mr. The Unnameable says they have to nail the visions at Ruidian. Oh, like the visuals or... What was that? Chapter 27? Yeah. I can't remember what chapter was, but yeah, that chapter has to be... The like... Honest, honestly, time. that's a make or break for the show, I think. Yes. 
I think that, you know, I because I think there's a, there's a section of the fandom that's already off the show that aren't interested in season two. Mm-hmm. But I think that if they mess that up, I think that will be a line for a lot of people. Yep. No, I, I agree. I agree. That'll be a definitely a tipping point, right? I think that some people who are book lovers who maybe fell off the show, people will be like, okay, but you got to see what they did with this. Or it's going to be like, that was awful. <laughs> Yeah. And I really hope that it's good. Like I really, really do. There's there's a lot about the show that I, I do like. Um and I, I think that they know. I think that they, they they've they're on Twitter enough to know what they need to get right. Um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh someone asked, Do you think that book four will be all of season three? Honestly, y'all, um I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up. I don't know how the show possibly pulls this off. Because they said that what they're they're aiming for seven seasons. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I honestly I don't know. I don't yeah. see how that's possible. I have absolutely um, no idea how that's gonna happen. Um, I could turn this book into three seasons of television easily. This book, yes. Because this I would give book. I would give the Aiel past two full episodes, right? Like, I, I or maybe two, I maybe two episodes, maybe two seasons, and have the final two episodes of season one of book four being just the Ruidian sequence, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, it's so important. It's like literally so important. Yeah. To understand that. Absolutely. Um, all right. Um, next question. Uh, Lee825 asks, uh, of all the culture shown so far, which is your least favorite? And what would you have done to redeem in your opinion? Do you expect to have another culture introduced that would be worse than your current least favorite? It's hard to have a least favorite, I think, because it's like, are they my least favorite because they're not well written? Because they're all of them are well written. But I definitely think I'd want to be part of the Sanchen culture the least. Oh, I would say um, it's kind of done now, right? But the Kyrian Deus Damar stuff. Oh. That's my least favorite culture. And it's the one I would want to live in the least. Like the backstabby, the like high school backstabby crap. I'm just not interested. No, God. Yeah, I hate that. I like people who put a little bit more on front street. And so I'm just, yeah, I'm not interested in them. Yeah, 100%. I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm glad there was a civil war, but, you know, I'm not unhappy about it. Uh, Tom. Tom gets it done, you know what I mean? Uh, Galleon Prime asks, of the characters you have met, and remember, which do you think will have a large char- change or growth, or rather, which characters you think might change as the series progresses, so you can look back and go, wow, did not expect that? Hmm. It's tough. A lot of our... I can predict some that I think will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the ones where I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't predict that, that I, I'm really not sure. I think Min for me right now is one where I don't, she's one where I have no idea where she's headed, right? And so I'm really curious to like see where Min goes emotionally throughout this series. Yes, I think that's totally fair. She is mm-hmm. kind of like, she could go in kind of any direction right now. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with someone like Nynaeve, I think for her to progress as a character, she has to grow in a certain way and realize that she's being exactly like Moraine and come to terms with that and, mm-hmm. and you know, be a little smarter when it, it comes to planning and revealing and that kind of thing, right? Like, I feel like Nynaeve has a very important and interesting trajectory, but not really like a surprise one. Um mm-hmm. 
Same with Rand. You know, like, we know Rand is going to go mad. I, I think, honestly, where, where Matt ends up going could be very interesting. Just with the whole luck gambling thing. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Dakuna, yeah. I agree with Dakuna. Let's have a strategy where the bots only attack when they're trying to hide spoilers. Yeah, um, yeah. They heard about our smut corner. Yeah. Uh, so, Blonde Landfair asks, who is your least favorite character in this book, and why is it Gawain? <laughs> uh, oh, Brother Tarwin's gap tooth. Thank you for that super Thank you chat. so much. Brother Tarwin's gap tooth is so funny. I That's know, right? Funny. I love the show, but I went into it with a thousand percent understanding that there was a zero percent chance of coming close to Jordan's matching Jordan's pros and our imaginations. It's just a nice add on. I I don't disagree with that. I just think I, I think it's a wonderful add on. I love a lot of the acting. I just think that in terms of this series, why go into it starting off by saying that you're going to limit yourself? I mean, for me, I just like I I'm just happier watching it and thinking this is someone's interpretation and, and vision mm-hmm. of what these books are. It's not the be-all and end-all. And it never it never could be, right? Like, any movie that has ever come out, it's like, there's always some fans that are upset because it's not how they saw it in their heads, right? You cannot yeah. please everybody. And I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm happy that this is an addition to the, like, Wheel of Time collection, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. and and it's not the same and like honestly it'll be fun that there's gonna be surprises you know that they're gonna change things and we're like oh okay cool hopefully you know they're 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 well done that's all that's all that i i can ask is that hopefully it's it's well done so who's your least favorite character coming off of that very nice thing to say i'm so upset because you guys know i really liked gowan prior to his fall from grace he just made the wrong choice. <laughs> but the right choice based on the knowledge that he had, right? I what makes know. Him complicated? And that that and that is. That's why it's complicated. And that's why this writing is so freaking good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Least um, favorite. Um uh, do you have one? I don't have like least favorite favorites i have people i don't like um i will say that isam um lord luke slayer stuff could have been could have been a little bit clearer now that i've gone back and read the prophecies on the walls and i like i think that isam lord luke are the same person and they're they're all lon's uncle i just feel like how that was handled in the end of the book could have been clearer so that you didn't have to like rely on remembering something that was scrawled on a wall in a scene like three books ago yeah. in order to understand it. Um, so, but I, at the same time, I really liked Lord Luke and all of that stuff. So, uh, but it's more just that like how that character fits into all of this is is a little overly complicated. It, it feels like it was written to be more complicated than it need to be for the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say like, I'm just going to agree with you um, that, um, that it, it's got to be Gowan and... You know, and part of that is because, it, 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 and it is because of the fall, right? It is because, like, because he started somewhere. Like, to me, when I first read Gowan, <laughs> and this, I feel like this is going to sound so silly, um, because I know a lot of you go, don't like Gowan. Um, I, I kind of saw, like, a little bit of my personality in Gowan, um, being a good listener, 
and letting other people, you know, take the reins because that's okay, you know, like, no, no, I mean, like, I, like, Gawain, Gawain is always there supporting Elaine no matter what. He's always got Elaine's back and, and they're great together and they have fun and they do things, but, like, Gawain is not always the, the forefront of it and maybe not always the instigator of it, but, um, but it is there and, like, means well in so many ways. And, mm -hmm. you, you know, and he's, like, he's crushing on Egwene, but he's, like, you know what? My brother likes her, and, like, I, I, I respect that relationship with him, and so I, I'm just going to, like, do what I'm going to do. And, and there were just things in Gowan that I saw that just, like, you know, I don't know, spoke to me, I guess. So, so that's my little defense of him, and, and I am so sad uh, what happened and the decisions that he's made. I'm worried to see where that goes in the next book. <laughs> I don't think we're going to enjoy that that much. Um, Lona Boy, we already answered half of your question here. Uh, what are your current predictions for the False Dragons, Tame and Loghain? We already talked about Loghain, but what, what do you think is going to happen with Tame? What is, what? sorry, what do I think is going to happen with... Tame, the other False Dragon who went missing? Um, The one that, w like, escaped, right? Was, like, captured and escaped? Do you have any predictions there? Oh, I think that um, I think that he has been captured by the Black Aja, and that they had they've done the Madral thing, uh, puppeteer master, and they're going to be controlling him. Ooh, I did not think that. I didn't think they would need to. Need I to, think, and, but it's safer. I think if he willingly goes to their side. I just think, I think that, that like, uh, Leandrin my... doesn't really take chances. I, you know, like, Leandrin hates men, so I feel like she would have just, like, been like, no, it doesn't matter. I don't think, Leandr I don't think Leandrin took him. Because Le we know Leandrin was in um, Tenchiko. Yeah, but it's under her orders, right? Yeah. Um, I here's my thing with Tame. I think that he's going to be a mini boss that Rand has to fight. A mini boss? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that Rand is going to kill him, and he's going to cradle him lovingly in his arms as he kills him. And I think it's going to be one of those ones where he has gone mad with the power. And I think that it's gonna it's it's much like Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul. You know, what I mean, he's going to kill him and cradle him and just be like, "I'm so sorry for this. Like, wow, you deserved something else. Sorry." That's a that's an old spoiler at this point. Um, I didn't know. But like, it's that like it's that relationship thing of like I I'm so sorry that this is where this ended. Your life led you to this point, right? Uh -huh. And so I um. Yeah, I I think that he is going to have to take him out, and it's gonna it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be a gut punch when he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think he's gonna take him out, but I think that. I don't know. I think he's going to be being controlled because we've it's something that we've heard about, but we've never like seen and experienced in a character. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like he's a good kind of um, example for that. Um, um, so Claude Complex asks, what do you think is next for various character groupings? Actually, that's how we started the show. Sorry, Claude Complex. We already got to that. Uh, P-Head asks... What do you think each of the chapter icons represents and how do they foreshadow what is to come in the chapter? Do you pay attention to the chapter headings at all? No. <laughs> I've never once looked at them. 
some of them are really obvious, right? Like a lot of the ones around the two rivers um, had like wolves or I mean, uh, that trollics is in them. Definitely a horn of a trollic. I, I think that's the dragon's fang. The dragon's fang, isn't it? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that one's like the dragon's fang. Horn. So it, it's usually related to where they are. There it is again. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, it, it's really it's kind of like a, a, another introduction of who the POV character for the chapter is. Yeah. Wow, this this naked HD that keeps getting banned and coming back. Damn, that's how you um, know like they're like they're committed, you know. Yeah, uh, ship captain Haddock says, "How would you like to see the magic system expanded upon in the next books? Are there any part of it that are not working for you?" Well, I would. Hmm. The problem is, I don't think that this has an answer. But mm -hmm. this, like, determination of power, I would love a little more info on. Like, yeah, yeah. Nynaeve is the strongest. How? Why? How yeah. do you know that? What is the measurement? Of... She Oh, she's just the strongest when she's mad. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I feel like, a, I feel a little spoiled because I, I love the magic system in Aragon. Um, and it's, you know, definitely not, like, super precise, but logically, it, it, it makes sense. And I, I can at least have like a grasp on it. Whereas this, I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, can you talk for a second? My The stage manager of my show is calling me. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right, well, I'm going to take over then. Um, let me pull up, I guess, the next question. Just while Nerdy's figuring that out. do 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 um, yeah, that's that's the magic system for me. I uh, I would I would love a little bit more. <laughs> they measure power in kilowatts. See the midi chlorians. Great. That would that would be nice. You know, if we could be like, ah, yes, I'm going to to measure this for you. Um, next question is Shiva. Are there any secondary POVs you would have liked to see in this book, either from a new or established character, and in which section scene? I would love. A POV of one of the wise women's, particularly Amis. Um, uh, I, I would love a wise woman POV, honestly. You take charge. <laughs> Thanks, I got this. How did you enjoy your grapes? Oh my god. Are you gonna not let that? All right, while Nerdy is, uh, while Nerdy is taking care of that, y'all, I ordered um, grocery delivery for the first time ever from Instacart. And I accidentally ordered um, five bags of grapes, <laughs> like bags like this big. So uh, they're tasty, um, but I, I, I'm i going to have to freeze most of them because um, I, I was tired last night when I was ordering them and I didn't understand how it worked. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ellie. You're going to kill me. Why? We could have done this tomorrow morning. You're, I just uh, got... Stay. I'm not called till 1.45 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Y'all, the theater industry. They, they were calling because our, our, when our lunch break is, they're like, can we, because you're not going to be there in the morning, would you rather have your fitting before the lunch break or just have it during the lunch break and show up later? And I was like, just put it during the, because I won't be there in the morning, so I don't need a lunch break, whatever, it doesn't matter. What question are we on? 
gosh. Um, so don't you love how this podcast always stops for something? Like every podcast. This is the life that we live. It wasn't Amazon this time. This is how we live our lives. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Slick Jack, uh, that is okay that you joined late. No worries. Uh, Nerdy is playing younger brother in Ragtime, and it is going to be in Calgary. So Mm -hmm. if you are in Calgary, feel free to go see the show. That would be very cool. Um, Dashiva wants to know, are there any secondary POVs you would have liked to see in this book, either from a new or established character and in which section scene? I said I would love to have a wise woman POV, particularly Mm. Emise. Yeah. Um, So I'd love to know what you think as well. Ruark would be a really fun POV. Um, I think Asmodian would be a really fun POV to watch Rand learn how to channel, not from Rand's perspective. Like in future, in future books? Yeah, in the next book. Um, I would, I would actually love some Forsaken POVs. You know what I mean? Like I would love, I would love a Landfear POV, (laughs) you know? So I would love a POV of the wheel. The wheel? Yeah. And it's just an entire chapter of like, I'm spinning. I'm still spinning. I weave as I will, and I'm spinning. Um, should we should we write some Wheel of Time fan fiction from the point of view of the wheel? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we'll call it what um, what it what it's like to spin the wheel story in the Wheel of Time. <laughs> the wheel story. Um. Oh my god. Oluad says uh, Avienda POV. Avienda POV would be good too. I think, but I'm not worried about getting Avienda POV. Get yeah. yeah. I think that that is coming, that we are definitely going to see that for sure. I am not worried at all. Um, uh, uh, Pandoria asks Which characters do you think the show will cut out or kill off? Are there any storylines we've read so far that you think they will leave out of the show? That we think the show will cut out or kill off? As far as like people? It's really tough to determine that at this point in the reading because I'm not 100% sure how people's storylines affect past the point that we are. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think um, the the characters who I think you can cut out are smaller characters. Like, I think that, you know, I think that there are certain, there's like characters within the Aiel culture that like we don't need all of them, right? Um because the you know for the show it'll be redundant um i think uh, mostly mostly just small characters i think that they'll like mix characters together um, there's been 100 po 147 pov chapters what's crazy what's crazy honestly about um about the show is that we haven't met more gays and the entire Camelin royal family yet yeah do you think that they're going to i mean elaine has been cast but i don't think more gays has i could see them meeting them at the white tower instead of meeting them in camelin so i could see like the tarvalon people coming to camelin and the royal family of camelin all meeting at the white tower at the same time mm-hmm. rather than having um the group separate yeah yeah okay yeah yeah as far as characters being completely cut out I, I don't, I I don't know. I think that Aginan will encompass several of the Sanchen. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. not so many. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Do you think they'll make Aginan the one that holds um, Egwene's leash? Just to drive yeah. those characters more into conflict? 
Potentially, but then that would mean that Aegean can channel for sure, and I don't know if she can yet in that in in the books. And so that, but it, that that doesn't mean that, right? Because the leash holders don't have to be able to channel; they have to be people who can learn. But that's what I because she can. But in the show, but in the, in the but no, if they're con, if they're con, condensing it, then having her realize, having her hold the leash earlier just moves that forward, right? Especially if they're going to cut Falma or if they're going to cut some of this down, you need to have her have the moment where she realizes that holding the leash means that she might be a channeler as well. See, so I think it's entirely possible that that's what happens. I, I'm going to fight back hard against that. I do not think that's possible with the like potential redemption arc that Aginan is having. Like For the audience, it would be incredibly difficult... To give us Aginan as the person who literally, like, enslaved Egwene. And then have some kind of redemption from that. Especially with, like, Egwene being a person of color. And, and I, I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that, 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 that she could be redeemed. Because I think she will be. That, that is my hope for her moving forward. Mm-hmm. I do not think that is what the show do and I don't think that that's a good choice for them to make either at her being the one who like personally does it completely I agree with what you're saying yeah 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 Yeah. um Matterk asks uh how hard do you think the show will lean into Ayo poly relationships I think it's gonna lean hard I mean we are obviously like guys come on they all fuck right um and i know not everybody <laughs> in our audience oh wow just dropping f-bombs okay i didn't know what kind of podcast we were making yes you did we have smut corner um <laughs> uh yes i think the show the show is definitely trying to be progressive and inclusive and i think yeah. that like having like poly relationships in a in a good light and in like a in a normalizing light is actually a really good thing. You know, having poly relationships in like mainstream media, I think is 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 important. Um because Well, and I just think with Rand, the, with the Rand and his three ladies thing, it's going to be so important. With it, the the books aren't going to avoid it. It's going to be front and center. No. Um Jude, Jude thank you thank for that you. super chat. Uh love the show. <laughs> Did y'all figure out who Lanfear was over the break and was she the winningest character in The Shadow Rising? <laughs> that is a really interesting question. Is Lanfear the winningest character thus far in terms of her goals? Uh, it seems like it. Yeah, I would agree with that. It, it, even if that's only a front that she is putting up, it does seem like it, right? Because right now her Forsaken competition is being eliminated uh, in a way that only benefits her. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Asmodian now out of the game. Helping Ran, uh, but uh, oh god, and I can't even remember their names. But um, the one who got stabbed, uh, the, yeah, no, I, I think I think right now, yeah, Lanfear is winning. Yeah. 100%. Um, Sean on TV asks, since Tarvalon is played up much more in the show, how do you see them approaching the fall and Min's place in it? Is played up much more. Like the White Tower is much, it has a much bigger footprint on season one of the show than I think it ever does in the book, right? Like the the culture of it, how many people are, we see a lot more of the White Tower, I think, in the first season of the show. 
then, well, but like, because you don't see it at all in the first book, right? So I think that as we are getting more of the White Tower than I think the books do, like, I honestly think the fall of the White Tower could be the opening of season three of the show. Opening of season three? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or a finale. Yeah, it's, it's. Oh, man. It's tough because the finale of season, look, if, if like, and this is the problem with this show is going to be like the finale of this season. If this is, if this book is one season is the battle of Emmons field, the bat, the, the sneaking into the palace and Rand fighting Asmodian in Ruidian and the white tower falls. That's like, that's like the four finales of four different seasons of television that all happen at the same time. Yeah. And from a cost perspective, that's insane. In a season that also has to do with the entire history of the Aiel episode. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that's nuts. Yeah, maybe that's the finale of season three. They should honestly make this a movie that takes place between seasons. And so you get like, get like a $200 million budget movie that tells these stories. Because it's the only way I think you could do it right. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's tough, honestly. I, I'm really not sure. Um, I think I, I do think the fall of the White Tower is very exciting, though. I can't wait for it. Yes, and more men. I I always want more men. You know. Mm-hmm. I hope she gets to be with our other characters soon. I agree. I want to see her and Rand's dynamic more. She's very separate, and I would love, honestly, if men. I don't think it's gonna happen though. But I would love for Min and Swan and Loghain to all go to Rand right now like that dynamic with Moraine there with Swan and then mm-hmm. Rand and Loghain like I, w- I would love those two groups to meet up but I don't know if that's what will happen absolutely um Blair asks do you think we'll see that fall in season two or will they wait I don't think the White Tower will fall in season two I think that'll be there's already so much that they have to do into season two. I don't think they'll add stuff from book four. Okay. I don't think we'll get any book four stuff in season two. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, um, since we only got Matt's POV in the book, what questions answers do you think Rand and Moiraine got when they went through the doorway in tier? I have been trying to figure this out. <laughs> and like, I really... I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had something like smart to say about this because I really am not. I am not sure. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Um, well, because they could have ran- asked anything. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, you have to decide what they've asked, and then you have to figure out what you think the answers were. And I like. I think that we will have to read all of the books. And then try and figure this out. I don't think, based on the information we have, I don't think, because I don't think they ask questions solely about what happened in the rest of this book, right? Yeah. I forgot that that was in this book, to be completely honest. In my brain, I was like, oh, that's book three stuff. Nope, that's book four. Right. Yeah. Um, Cole Sanders asks, all right, it's Colonel Sanders. After four books, which country or people, including the Seafolk, Aiel, Sanchen, as well as land peoples, has the most interesting culture history that you would like to learn more about? Um, the, um, the sea folk, mm-hmm. the sea folk for sure. I agree. 
Easy win. Um, I, I want to know so much more about them. Yeah. Very interesting. Very intriguing. The power dynamics that the, like we get to see kind of from from other people's perspectives are very cool. How they've gone about hiding their their channelers from the Aes Sedai, um, and like what that means to them, and and how they conduct trade. Like I just definitely the Sea Folk for sure. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to add to that. Hundred yeah. um, percent. But the their other question was, uh, who is your most interesting hero and most interesting villain? Um, most interesting. I think for me, like my, the most interesting hero right now is Perrin just because of like what he's inspiring and other people around him. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, for villain, for me, it it has to be Lanfear because she literally is like, I'm going to give you a lackey. I'm going to like force this lackey to teach you. Like, it's so fascinating. And she like, she just, she's, yeah, she's crazy, wonderful. And I love her. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on if you consider Aegean a villain, because she's kind of not a hero, but not a villain, but she's the I would one say of... she's a hero. Huh? I would say at this point she's a, one of our heroes. Okay, um, then as far as villains... Uh... <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't, I, I, Gawain? Fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah, Gawain. I think at this point he is kind of a villain. It's great. I don't, yeah, but yeah. All right. Um, Skeptical Mario asks, based on the end of The Shadow Rising, how many books would you think the series was going to be? <laughs> Damien, thank you for that super duper chat. New Zealand. We want to come to New Zealand so bad. Yeah, it's actually a big dream of ours, mm -hmm. actually, to, to, to visit New Zealand. Um, like a yeah. That's so cool. Um, um, but thank you so much for finally catching it live. Thank and you. I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying the show. Thank you. That yes. means a lot. We're really happy to have you here. Um, thanks for coming on this journey with us. Yeah. Uh, how many books? Okay, if I didn't know how many there were and I read this book, I would say eight books. Oh, you'd think that this is the halfway point. Yeah. I would have said seven. I would say three more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I would no not have guessed it's the 14. 14. <laughs> I, I, I literally have no idea how this gets to 14 books. No, me neither. Yeah. I, like, I, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Claude Complex asks, you've mentioned that the main characters feel too safe and it's diminishing the stakes of battle. Who would you kill off? Spicy. If you had, if you had to kill someone to raise the stakes of the, of the books, which, who would you kill? Um, the problem is it needs to be someone who has had like at least some kind of an arc. Like I, I. I would be so sad to see a character go before they really like came into their own. <laughs> I feel like my reign is almost boring. Boring, like I feel the like dead mentor um, trope. The it's just like yeah, yeah, you know, she if she Gandalfs it or Dumbledores it, you know, all <laughs> well, all think, the like older wizard characters who die. Yeah, I think Morgase is gonna die. 
Oh, more gay swill. But she's not really a main character. We've only she's only been on screen in the books like once, right? Fair. Okay, yeah, fair. Um No, main you have to choose a main character. A main Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Um if I had to choose I feel like Elaine, maybe. Like, do, killing off one of Rand's potential love interests it raises the stakes for the series. I wouldn't want to do that, obviously, but I think in terms of if the goal was to raise the stakes of the series, I feel like Elaine makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could motivate more gays to, like, give up Lord Gabriel. Like, you, you could use Elaine... As a plot device. I, I don't want to say that about a woman because it's not, you know, that's not, I don't want any character to ever be a plot device. But if, like, I had to kill off a main character, I feel like Elaine has the, ha, Elaine has the most potential to affect the most number of other characters with her death. Yes. In a way that motivates the plot forward. Well, and politically as well. Um, <laughs> like, it would just, it would, it would just change so many things. So, yeah, that's, that, that makes total sense, actually. I don't want it, <laughs> and I, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. Uh, Deshiva says, madness check. How is our boy Rand doing? He I, seems fine. Rand seems like all, all right, honestly. I, I think that... He like, seemed more mad a couple books ago. Yes, and I think he was just having, like, uh, some bad mental health days with everything going on. You know what I mean? Like, he was just in a mm -hmm. rough place as opposed to actually, like, going mad. I think we'll start to see a bit of madness by the end of the next book. Like, in the last, like, third, potentially, I, I start. Because here's the thing. It needs to be, like, a slow... It, it needs to be a slow burn. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think we're going to start seeing that, yeah. The, the, last, the last bit of this book. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You can't um, kill Bella. Bella is the creator. Bella can't die. Noranda asks, can you rank your favorite Sanchin and Children of the Light? No. Blue asks, <laughs> now that you're four books in, how do you feel about Taviran and its implication in the story? Um, I mean, look, the whole Taviran-ness is really interesting, right? Because we've talked about how it's very convenient, but in a way that also makes sense. <laughs> Like, I'm not, like, mm -hmm. mad about its convenience. Right? Um, I want to bring up something really quick. I'm old, old, I'm vintage. Says, this will get me hate, but I think the show is too woke to kill a woman just to raise the stakes. They did. D did you see the pilot of the show? Did, did you watch episode one? <laughs> did you watch the, like, seventh thing to happen in the series? Uh, Yeah. No, Loyal cannot die. How dare you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is best I'm not boy. hating. I don't think the show's... I, I, I don't think wokeness is an issue, but um, they literally kill off a woman to raise parents' stakes in the show. Like, that's... like the. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing they did to parent in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, the whole Taviranness, I would love to see more negative impact of it because right now it's just kind of chaotic right and there's good things that happen but there's also mm -hmm. like bad things that happen and like 
I thought that maybe they, you know how they explained like the bubbles from the taint or whatever, or the dark one or whatever. The miasmas, the, the, the taints, the taints farts. Yes. Yes. I honestly would have preferred if that was like, no, like the Taviranness is just, it, it is shaking the pattern so much that things happen. Mm-hmm. I wish it was kind of just part of that. Um, but I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, Bully asks, now that Perrin has had time to shine, what do you think he'll get up to in the next book? And what do you see Aram's role in the future to be? I think I think Perrin's about to go to war with more gays. Yeah. <sighs> I think that's it, right? Like, You think so? Yeah, she's gonna cross. She's gonna come down hard on the two fielders, two two rivers people. She's gonna come. She's gonna come in guns blazing, and he's gonna fight back. Because Why? if she came in and asked what was going on, they could talk it out. But I don't think she's going to. I think Lord Gabriel, Samael, right? I think that he's gonna be whispering in her ear with what whatever his like forsaken powers are. And I think that the, I think that two rivers is in for it when he convinces Morghese to to come down on on Perrin and them. And so I think Perrin's going to have to go to war to defend himself. And so I, I don't think it's going to be a sensible conversation. I think that the Forsaken is going to drive these people into each other in a, in a really violent way. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not sure if, if, if I'm on the same page regarding that, but I, I could see it happening. If there wasn't a Forsaken with Morghese, I wouldn't think that, right? Right. But no, knowing Morghese that there's a not... Forsaken that's influencing her decisions, I, I could see it happening. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think Margase is in her right mind. What about Aram? Aram is gonna is gonna be a major character from here till I think he'll last a couple books. I think Aram is gonna die. I think he's gonna become a Heron Blade Master. Okay. I think they're gonna take the him wanting to be a swordsman to the extreme of him becoming a Heron Blade Master, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, but I do think he's, I still think he's going to die. Rock Mage asks, Leaf or Axe? It, it depends. <laughs> if I was in this, if I was in this world, I mean, Axe, there's no way I could I, I live, right? But, you know, living in Canada, I'm very blessed that uh, I, I, I don't have to I, I never use violence. <laughs> like, a, so the yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, I agree. In in the real world, it's leaf, but in the wheel of time, it's axe. If I was living five hundred years ago, axe. You're not coming for my family. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, I say leaf until I'm attacked one time, I'm gonna defend myself. I'm not gonna be out. The, I'm not gonna start anything. I'm I'm an axe man. I, I I let's be honest. If you attack me, I will fight back. I know that. I got beat up a lot in middle school, and I fight back. Yeah, I, I don't I won't put up with it. If you come at me, I will defend myself, but I'm not going to start anything. And if I can talk myself out of a situation, I will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Lona, but I'm not like, yeah. Lona boy, uh, thank you for that super chat. The Shire is saved. Is this the end of the Lord of the Rings homage? Will the Fremen win an empire for their chosen one? <laughs> yes. Lona boy, Lona boy, I love that. But yes, all all those things are true. Yes. Um, Turbok, wow. <gasps> Thank you so much. Um, Turbok, oh 
my god ran you. out of data watching the dumpster fire oilers game look forward to the next book me as well turvok but thank you so much that is incredibly kind of you um i'm so sorry the the, the oilers are going the way of the maple leaf right now um <laughs> turvok thank you so thank much you. for that super duper chat <laughs> wow um okay uh wheel of time asked didn't what did one of these last episodes again bed bond balefire uh megidian lanfear asmodian Mogidian, Lanfear, Asmodian. I'm killing Asmodian. Same. I'm marrying Lanfear and I'm betting Mogidian. Because uh... Asmodian, Asmodian is like, I, 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 Asmodian's whole like sub energy just isn't interesting to me. <laughs> um, Mogidian is too like sneaky for me to want to marry her. Well, then because that's a problem. No, no, is... but let me, let me finish, I'll, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. But Mogidian is, like, all behind your back. Lanfear will walk up to you and tell you what's up. And so I appreciate that about her. And so that kind of honesty. She, like, Lanfear regularly shows up to Rand and is like, this is what is going on. And so that's the one I would want to marry. Yeah, but she also definitely doesn't tell the whole truths. At least it's some of the truth, okay? That's more than yeah, you Yeah, okay. Me. You know what? I We weren't give the, I, These are not my favorite options. So we, we did what we could. Well, it wouldn't be fun if they were your favorite options. No, no, no. I, I, I know. But, like, honestly, though, like, maybe marrying Asmodian would be, like, fine. Because, like, you just be in charge all the time. I, I don't know. He doesn't really. I wouldn't have to, like, worry about him. Not commenting on that at all. <laughs> um next what do you guys think will come of Kuladin in the shido i think rand is going to i think rand is going to turn them to his side i think he's going to politic them together or or Kuladin will go through ruidian become the clan chief and in seeing that rand was telling the truth about the past of the aiel he will have a change of heart because think, Rudian will break him. I think Rand is going to have to prove himself in combat to be able to lead the Aiel. There's such a combat that's heavy... Too, that's too much like Dune. I mean, it just, it like, it is what it is. Like, I'm just, like, I, I know it's kind of the obvious choice, but it's, I think, the one that makes sense with the culture. Um, honestly, I, I don't think he's going to end up fighting Kuladin. I think he's going to end up fighting Savannah. But she's not a maiden of the spear. No, but they're still all like they still all train to fight as soon as they can walk. I don't think that I don't think that Rand killing a roof mistress would endear him to the Aiel at all. I think that would be the worst thing he could do. No, no, no. But it, like if she if she like challenges him, I think he would literally have to fight every member of the Shido before they would let him fight their roof mistress. Fair. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I can't imagine a world in which the Shido allow their roof mistress to fight. That doesn't seem culturally like what the Aiel are about. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just... Joy Fisher, thank you for that super chat. Um, where do you all think Perrin in relation to the White Cloaks goes from here? I am hoping that some of the White Cloaks realized how unhinged their leader is and that their numbers diminish. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, like, you know... Eh, the White Cloaks were, like, they they were embarrassed by Perrin 
because they did nothing, right? I think I think that that I, I think that that is going to not sit right with some of them. You know, hopefully they're not all bad people. I so. think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see a white cloak character become the like investigator of the corruption within the white cloaks. I think we're gonna meet a like white cloak who becomes the like person trying to root out the corruption within the organization. And maybe I'm just saying that because that's what I would want to see, because I think it would be interesting. But I think it would be fun to have someone kind of realize that there's um, that there's something going on. And yeah. like, you know, like Carson Teva in The Mandalorian, just show up and be like, something's going on here and I need to pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah, there. I don't It's Robert Jordan. There's going to be some kind of twist in this that I'm not expecting, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. Um, a lot of commentary from... Uh, Adverse Ego asked this. A lot of commentary from Rafe and Brandon have been that they definitely tried to hit the feel of book four in the first season. Do you think they did that? The feel of book four. I think a little bit in like how the White Tower is represented. Um, the Loghain stuff. The, yeah, I, I, I think that there's some of that for sure. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, I see it like I, I, like, I don't want to be like, yes, absolutely, 100%. But like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Lona Boy asks, what do you think Abby saw in her apprentice test in Ruidian? Amis told her, you will see your future laid before you again and again in variation. Well, I think the reason that um, Avienda is so just mad at Rand all the time when she comes back mm -hmm. is, is because she sees him in her future and sh she can't help that like that i i think that that is like a like permanent like fixed thing right especially with him being tavirin um i think that she i i do though think that she sees versions of the future where he goes mad i i think that she yeah. sees futures where she loves him every version she loves him but some of them he goes mad some of them he goes evil like i think that she sees so many different versions of their future together and she cannot be sure that she is living through one where he does not break everything and make everything worse right yeah yeah for sure it, it, that, that one's kind of tough right because i, I want to i want avienda's future to be more and mean more than just like being a part of Rand's future. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And yet I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't know what she would have seen about her future. <laughs> I mean, That's tough. Right? Like she is kind of the way her character has been written. She is very much beholden to him in so many senses, uh, you know, with her, with her training and with her, like, affections, and with how, like, Rand has been handling the whole thing. Um, you know, uh, unknowingly courting mm -hmm. her, especially with the other sh maidens, right? Um, I'm struggling here, because I want to come up with something that has nothing to do with Rand, but... I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Joshy Joss asked, um, allowing myself to overgeneralize a little bit, books one and two were sort of Rand's books, book three was Egwene's book, and book four was Perrin's book. Who do you think will primarily get um, a more focused character development and spotlight on them in book five? Who do you want it to be? I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I feel like all of those characters had pretty consistent growth over all of those books. But but, but in a kind of like general sense, I, I understand where that comes from. 
Um, I think next book will be, I think Elaine will have a large role in it because more gays. Because they are going to mm-hmm. have to deal with the threat of... Um, I, I, I agree. I think that Elaine yeah. will be... I think the next book will be Elaine's book. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Uh, Desi, thank you for that super chat. What style of small clothes does your favorite character wear? Perrin is a thong man. A thong man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perrin is definitely a thong man. Because, you know, he likes to wear the apron and a thong and that's it. Yeah. He's cheek. He's cheek, double cheeked out in the um, forge. Min Min is in like boxers. Oh yeah, and not like and not like boxer briefs. No, like no, the no. boxers that I that like all boys wear in middle school because they think they're cool, and then yeah. they realize they're just awful as they get older. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, Joey Fisher, thank you for that super chat as well. Any follow up uh, thoughts, updates on what Matt? Got the second time through the doorway. He was destined to die and live again. Has this happened? Um, he definitely has a lot of other people's memories. I think he has a lot of past life memories. Yeah, I mean, he did. I wish I could. Die. I wish I could like. Yeah, I, I wish I could go through a door and learn a language. That's cool. That seems like a really fun skill, for sure. Right? Uh, yeah, he did die and was and was revived. Whether or not that's the dying and living again. I think it's that's kind of echoed in that moment and also him getting all the memories back from his mm-hmm. past lives, dying and living again. Um, so yeah, I think that that I think that that's going to be kind of like his 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 theme. He's going to like fall into he's just gonna keep dying. yeah, he, he's going to fall into patterns of his previous lives, I think do you think that do you think that Matt? is like the puss in boots of the series and dies eight times no so um yeah if i could rewind ask um oh no never mind uh they apparently couldn't already ask that um Sharon Scout asks now that you've seen several different cultures with varying attitudes towards channelers and their place in society who do you think has the most sensible approach Uh, I'm sorry, I was reading a question. Can you say that again? Uh, now that we've seen how several different cultures handle channelers, who do you think has the most sensible approach? The most sensible? I would say the sea folk, right? It's tough because we don't know enough about the sea folk, I don't think. I mean, the sea folk just seem to have them be a part of their culture. Yeah. It sounds like they, like, culturally respect them, but they don't, like put too many limits on them or try and control them too much. Yeah. Like in this moment, I would say the sea folk, but we might learn some stuff that might make me change that answer. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so then Leon Crescent asks, what are your favorite funny moments from book four? Theirs is in chapter 34 when Rand refused to take food after coming from Ruidian and wants to go back there to look for Moraine. Moraine exploded and threw a loaf of bread at his head and Matt catches the bread in the air and calmly eats it. I hope you'll consider this one. It's not popular, but it's very memorable for rereads. No, I do appreciate matches eating the bread because that's something I would do. Also, there's a place in the south where it's Lambert's, I think, home of the throne rolls, where the waiters literally throw bread at you. You just go like roll and like someone will literally throw a roll across the restaurant to you if you want one. (laughs) 
Sports. Yeah, uh, exactly like that. Todd, thank you for that super chat. Matt got an old tongue skill. Me taking blowhorn and find North Harbor. Matt is a uh, multi multi talented, for sure. Um. My favorite funny moments uh, from the Wheel of Time are all on this podcast, uh, coming up with jokes with my wife and y'all. Um, Aww. Oh, so we have some people in chat who have been to Lambert's. Lambert's is great. If you ever get the chance to go, the food is awesome. The rolls are delicious. Um, I can't wait to take Clarice one day. I'm not good at, like, catching, so I feel like that could be a disaster, but uh, sure. I feel, like, I feel like you've gotten better since you and I got married because I throw stuff at you all the time. I guess. I don't know how I feel about that, but I guess so. What are your favorite funny moments? My favorite funny moments. I loved, I loved Elaine and, no, sorry, sorry, Egwene and Nynaeve meeting Aiel for the first time and trying to communicate about things that each party thought was like perfectly normal and the other one is like what the hell are you talking about like my second sister what <laughs> like oh my uh, my favorite is when they get to cold rocks heart uh, cold rocks mm-hmm. and they find out that amice ruark and um uh i'm blanking our name that they're like actually all three married and the the boys are like oh we just thought you like we just thought you were like translating wrong and they're just like um uh and they look at each other and they're like oh blah, blah, blah. there are three people in a thing that's that's a two-person thing and there's three of them i think that's yeah. very fun yeah no I, I i think a lot of my favorite humor in the books has centered around the aiel and the the like cultural differences uh, Joy Fisher, thank you for that super chat. We know how Randland treats male channelers. How do you think other cultures treat them? Uh, this is answered in the books. They kill them. Yeah. Pretty consistently they all kill them, right? I don't think there's any that keep them alive. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, Wheel of Time brings the insult to Kuladin calling him a beggar by um, the, yeah. the roof mistress. That, that one hit hard. That was good. Honestly, like, all of the Aiel stuff, I find very comedic. Um, Bane and Chad laughing at Perrin and Fayol. Yeah, the the, yeah. the 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 Maiden's Kiss. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the Lorraine kissing all the girls and getting drunk and then yeah. putting him to bed in front of Avienda and she has to watch them put him to bed. It's weird, but it's also kind of hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, it's it's definitely the ideal stuff for me, for sure. Uh, chess Club President asks, uh, we've seen The Forsaken and a myriad of Shadowspawn Dark Friends already in the books. As we go forward, do you think that the hierarchy of the Shadows forces will be based on strength and the, only in the one power? Or do you see a potential for weaker Chandlers or even non-Chandlers to rise within it? Um... I think that I think that wit and determination um, can be just as rewarding in the way that this is structured. Like, I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think that your average um, farmer who's a dark friend has potential to really advance. But the people that already have positions of power and have the strength of will to um use 
those to benefit the darkness Th- that I, that I think the the power positions I think are just as important as channeling um, in the Dark One's army. Well, and I think we've already seen that with Lord Luke Slayer that stuff, right? Like I don't think that he's a channeler. I think that he's like Perrin, and so I think that we're going to see dark friends in Shadow Spawn that are more like that as well, who are maybe not high ranking, right? Like I think that the Forsaken are above everyone, but um, are a nuisance to our main characters for sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we only have one more question, and then we're going to get to some prophecies and spoilers and things. Um, <laughs> Grant C. asks, what do you think are the implications of Matt having memories of other lives? How does that affect your previous perception of where the character was going, and what do you think his future holds now? I think it's kind of where the character was always going. Even with, you know, the, the, with, the, with the quarterstaff and the, the, the language and, like, him, like, yelling mm-hmm. in the first book, like in another language, right? Yeah. That was always a little bit there. Well, and this it happened with the um when he wakes up in Tarvalon and the dagger, he ha- he has the memories of um Manethrin because of being um detached from the dagger in the bedroom. That scene was so fascinating. Yeah. Uh, that's actually one of my favorite Matt scenes, right? When when he first wakes up in Tarvalon is just really awesome. And so I um yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, this is always kind of the direction they've been going with him. He's willing to um, he's willing to do pretty much anything uh, to get what he wants. And the Tavirinness is pushing him towards being a good person in that uh, in a way that I don't necessarily think is natural for him. Like, I think that he wants to live a little not like darkness, but like live a little bit in the gray areas of life. And what's funny is his Tavirinness seems to want to pull him to heroism in a way that he's not interested in. Yeah. but makes him such a fascinating character for us, right? Like, I love Matt. You know, he's not Perrin. I think Perrin's kind of my boy. Um, overall, I think Perrin's my favorite character right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Min. I think Perrin and Min are probably the two characters I'm most interested in. But Matt is... Um, Matt having this, like, destiny that he runs away from so hard and can never escape has been one of my favorite aspects of reading this series. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I like that. That he's become more of a of a character, and I I like that he's going to I think be kind of a literary device, is almost like a window to the past, almost in a sense, right? Like he mm-hmm. has these memories now, and these these are memories that like. He would know better than anybody, right? Because everyone else, it's legend, it's myth, it's hearsay, it's whatever we think may or may not have happened. Whereas Matt has the memories of the people that he was who were there. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to learn. I I think Matt is going to be kind of the, uh, what's the word called? The uh, fulcrum, I think, is, is what I mean for like, Okay. For 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 knowledge that people might not have been able to access otherwise. Sort of like Rand with the Aiel past. He's going to bring the past of Randland. Yeah, yeah. Like that's interesting. I, I like that idea. Yeah, and I think you know, and it's and it's funny because he's not really like a character, like a person who's. Seems to be very interested by that, by stories, by, you know, knowledge, by lore. Like, he, he's not super interested in that. 
but he is going to be fascinating to a lot of brown Aja. <laughs> yeah. Right? And probably to some greens. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, all right, we've gotten through all of the questions. So let's talk prophecies. Someone put together a list of prophecies in this book, and I'm going to read them. And if any stand out, we're going to talk about them. Right. Um, so number one, an Aes Sedai from the Ruidian vision says, no, that one will come later. The stone that never falls will fall, will fail to announce his coming of the blood, but not raised of the blood. He will come from Ruidian at dawn and tie you together with bonds. You cannot break. He will take you back and he will destroy you. That is obviously about Rand. Yes. And do we think that the take you back and he will destroy you is what happened at the Golden Bowl? Or do we think there is more destruction coming to the Aiel because of Rand? No, I, I think, don't get me wrong, I think Aiel are definitely going to die. But I do think the destruction of the Aiel was their ideals and cultural, like, beliefs. Um, I think that's just more interesting than, like, most of them die in a battle. Because here's, I mean, I think a lot of them will die in battles to come. But I just don't think that that's what the prophecy was referring to. I agree. Um, I think, uh, well, let's, the next chunk is just as interesting, though. Um, Bayer tells of the Aiel prophecies of the Karakarn, he shall spill out the blood of those who call themselves Aiel as water on sand, and he shall break them as dried twigs. Yet a remnant of a remnant shall he save, and they shall live. Well, and I think this, this is why I think that, like, he has to do combat with somebody. If it's cool it in, then it's cool it in. But I think that there has to be some kind of combat. Um, uh, CJ asks, what do you think by he will take you back? I think it's that he, that he like, has kind of, like, bridged the gap from the Aiel's past to their, like, present. Mm. Right? That information. It's, the information is deadly. And, and, you know, that's why a lot of people don't survive their trip into Ruidian. I think he might take them back into the covenant with the uh, Tuatha An. Do you think that they will serve the Aes Sedai again? I mean, they kind of do. They kind of do now, right? Yeah, yeah. That that has yeah. kind of never changed. Yeah. Um, who do you think the remnant that he's going to save is? The remnant that he's going to save. The remnant of the remnant shall he save and they shall live. Yeah, I think I think a lot of Aiel are going to die in the name of I think, the Dawn. I think that that might meet, be the Tinkers. He's gonna I think the tinkers, the tinkers might be the remnant of a remnant of the Aiel. Wouldn't, if, so if the Tinkers are the original Aiel, wouldn't the, the current Aiel be the remnant of the remnant? I mean, they they, I, they were all original Aiel, right? They just split off at one point, meaning that anything that's left is a remnant of a remnant. But I, I think that it could it could be in, ref, in reference to um, the Tuatha on in a certain way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's get into some of Min's viewings here. Um, number one, Min seen signs of death and suffering around several servants, Aes Sedai, and warders of the White Tower. I think we know what that is. <laughs> um, but uh, the second one is that Min sees several Aes Sedai with silver collars around their necks yep I definitely thought the White Tower was going to fall to the Sanchen 
And here's the thing. Maybe, maybe Aleda and the 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 people in the White Tower left behind, maybe the Sanchin do eventually show up, but they, they have to fight one another. Interesting. I I think that um I, I think the Sanchin are going to be back in force pretty soon. Yeah. I think they're gonna take Tarvalon. Yeah, it's just weird because like on a map I'm like I don't really know That's true. What's their direction there is tough. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like I don't I don't not really unsure I d I don't know how that would really work. But it's kinda mm -hmm. like seems like just like narratively, it makes sense. A lot of these are about so Minzuins are tough because a lot of them take place, right? Um, like one is Min has a view of uh, of Leancidae where she says a transparent mask of her own face, a screaming mask. That one to me, I think, is about Leanne being stilled. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Ezekiel, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, my uncle turned me on to you guys. Great time listening to you guys. Shout out to my uncle Josh for showing me the way to you guys in the books. Oh, thank Heck you, Josh. Yes. Shout out, Uncle, uncle Josh. Josh. <laughs> that's well, and I'm glad that we're a family affair. That's yes. so fun. Yes, welcome. On also, in. um, I can't remember the name of the who it was, but uh, to the person who came up uh, who pulled us aside at Sour Celebration for a picture, thank you so much. Yes, uh, I, I really appreciated that. That was a nice moment for us. That made our day. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, and everyone who came to the panel for um, Brotherhood. That was mm -hmm. so awesome. It was so nice to get to meet people in person and, like, talk to y'all. And it was really great. Yeah, it was. I should have started this whole podcast with that. But, yes. <laughs> I Honestly, y'all, with rehearsals for the show, I've learned all of the music for the show in the last two days. My brain feels like Star Celebration was, like, a month ago. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. Um, so, uh, a couple of foretellings that here. Uh when Aleda is uh, being raised to the accepted, she has a foretelling that the royal line of Andor would be the key to defeating the Dark One in the last battle. Yeah. Do you it's... think that that is just because Elaine is going to be a part of it? Or do you think that Aleda is, doesn't realize that Rand is technically of the royal line of Andor? Oh. Because it's true, right? Rand is technically a, a, an Andorian royal. He, you know, just will never be raised to that. Like, do you think that Elena's prophecy is just about Elaine, or do you think it's also about Rand? Ooh, I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah, so obviously Elaine has to make it to the end. She's going to be, like, pivotal, but... Mm. Oh, man. I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah, I think... I think that is a definite possibility. I like there's a part of me that's like, oh, it's both, right? It's 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 both of them. They have to work together. But I don't I that seems like a kind of like safe option. I wonder if Elena is going to have to come to terms with the Dragon Reborn and a male channeler because she is going to be faced with the facts that like this is the person who her telling was about. Um, oh, it affects the White Tower. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Elena is gonna have to learn some hard truths. Um and like her foretellings are not gonna be what she thinks that they are in the present moment. And and that's mm -hmm. fascinating. I'm excited for that. 
Uh, uh, Wheel Up Time also brings up Galad and Gawain are also royal Andorians. So there's a lot of royal Andorians that are important characters right now. So we'll see. Yeah, um, it's true. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, Amis tells this to Rand about his mother, who he calls, uh, who she calls Shail. And Aes Sedai called Gitara Moroso, who had the foretelling, had told her that disaster would befall her land and her people, perhaps the world, unless she went to dwell among the maidens of the spear, telling no one of her going. She must become a maiden, and she could not return to her own land until the maidens had gone to Tarvalon. Now, obviously, this one is pretty obvious, right? Because it's about how Rand becomes born on the dragon mount. Yes. But what I think is interesting about this is we know, we, obviously, we are very much in the Tigraine is Rand's mom, right? But we know that the young girls who are Andorian royals get sent to Tarvalon when they are a certain age, when they're Elaine's age. So I think that that I think that when Tigraine was sent to Tarvalon, like Elaine was, that is when she found this out, and that's when she left for um, the threefold land. Yeah, yeah. But I... it all came about because of this Andorian tradition, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, the rest are all dreams that I feel like we talked about in the episodes about them. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go through all of the dreams because we, we we like to talk about the dreams here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Clarus, uh, I think that we're getting to the end of the show tonight. Do you want to uh, do you want to do some high low? Oh, boy. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't know how I'm going to pick. A high from this entire <laughs> I know what my low is. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no idea what my high is. <laughs> do you want me to do my high first and then we'll end with your high? Sure. We'll go backwards uh, m- this time. My high is uh, the Battle of Emmons Field. It's not even hard. It's so obvious. It's it's like one of my favorite chapters I've ever read. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so incredible. And um, I'm so glad we started this journey through the books just so that I read that chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, my low is, um, oh god, I just had it. Oh, uh, is, is Gowan making the wrong choice? Yeah, it was a tough read. It's, it's, like, great for, like, it's gonna be interesting to read what happens next from that, but, like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the moment, for sure. That one hurts my heart. It was tough to read. Um, that whole chapter, that whole section was, whew. um, but yeah, that is my low. What's your low? Uh, from the whole book. Uh, um, the Fayil Berlain parent situation. I'm glad they moved on from it and like got to a better place in the Fayil parent relationship. Because, like, the whole, like, her punching him and, like, there was a brief moment at the beginning of this book where I was worried I wasn't going to like those two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's stuff in this that I didn't love. uh, And so I'm really happy that they moved past that and got to a place where I I really do love what's going on with those characters. Yeah. I agree for sure. I think that my high, my, my general high is, like, being with the Aiel because I find them so fascinating. But... But Viridian, Viridian, yeah. how it's written, mm-hmm. how it's done, what it means for these people, what it means for the rest of the book, what it means for Rand. Like there, yeah. there is so much there. It's so good. It's so juicy. 
Um, that has to be my favorite part of the book. I, I honestly might just go read the Ruidian stuff again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it is that good. It, it's such a good short story on its own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. Well, then, to everyone who doesn't want to stick around for uh, Smut Corner, this is where we'll say good night to you. Uh, sorry this was a weird one. I'm sorry this wasn't at our normal time. We will be back Friday the 17th, which seems so far away. Is it really but, that far? Yeah, because tomorrow's the 3rd, so two weeks from tomorrow is the 17th. Oh, my God. Did so I... we'll be back Friday, June 17th. Keep an eye out for what the reading is going to be, because um, our Discord has not yet told us what those chapters are. Oh, no, it is uh, It is in the Discord. It is pinned. Oh, is I it? pinned it in the Wheel of Time um here yeah you can go take a look at it and let the readers know what that is going to be that is pinned if you join the discord please come on in we got some cool people in there um um if you want to ask us questions um when we do our full book recaps that is the place to be for it for sure um um yeah that seems so far away guys i'm gonna i'm gonna really miss book club next week Okay, we're reading uh, prologue through chapter nine. Yes, prologue through chapter nine. You're not going to miss book club next week because you're doing something special, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> so um, I I will not be here, uh, but next Friday morning at 11 a.m., Claris will be streaming live to the YouTube by herself. Uh, do you want to let them know what you're doing? Um. Well, we had kind of thrown around couple of ideas i think we've settled i think we've settled um i am going to do a live stream and i'm going to do a wheel of time character tier list because mm -hmm. apparently youtube loves their tier lists and um yeah so so if you guys want to help me with that um please feel free if it you know if you would like to if you would like to help me come up with a list of characters that is only up until book four, because uh, I definitely don't want to encounter any potential spoilers. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a live tier ranking list of all the characters. We're going to be hanging out next Friday. Um, so I, I hope to see you guys there. It'll just be me. Nerdy's going to be performing, living his best life in Calgary, and uh, and I'll be here. Um, Riley, thank you so much for that super duper chat. So glad you got, you could catch us live. Um, Fridays are the highlight of our week as well, always. And so it's going to be, I, I'm sorry that the past couple weeks that, that things are a little bit off. They're a little bit weird, but I promise you, promise we'll be back once, uh, once Nerdy is home from, uh, from his, his performing gig. <laughs> Yeah, and start from Friday, June seventeenth through the summer, there will there are not going to be any more moments like this. Uh, the la last week and next week are just two very special things, mm -hmm. uh, and we're we're really going to endeavor to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, Friday mornings are very important to us, and uh, so we want we really want to keep going with these books. Yes. So uh, look out for Friday, June seventeenth, when I make my return, and um, because uh, Lee Science asked. Ours will be streaming on this channel next yes. Friday. There will be a thumbnail. There will, it, it'll be obvious that it's happening. It'll Riley, thank you so much for that super chat. It means a lot. It means a lot that we get to spend time with you guys live. This show uh, has become really just the best 
Uh, I talk about it so much in the real world because um, I love it so much. And I feel like the people in my life are getting sick of hearing me talk about the Wheel of Time and this book club. But um, you have all made uh, Friday the best day of the week. And it already was kind of the best day of the week. But now um, now it really is. Uh, now it really is. Uh, Grant Christopher asks, will you be at Dragon Con at the end of the summer? We will. Um, stay tuned. Because I think we might try and do something. Stay tuned. Because I want to do something at Dragon Con. So we, I don't know. <laughs> if you guys are going to be at Dragon Con, stay tuned. Because I think we're going to try and do a live thing there. But I'm not sure what that is yet. So Good to know. Stay tuned. <laughs> but we don't know what it is yet. So I, like, we don't even know if it's oh, anything's possible. So uh, yeah, we will be at Dragon Con uh, Labor Day weekend. We will be at YetiCon uh, July, June 17th to 19th. Um, we'll be doing the book club in the morning and then driving to YetiCon. If you want to watch us play Dungeons & Dragons live... At YetiCon, we're doing a panel with Pink City. Uh, we're going to be playing D&D live on stage. So if you're going to YetiCon in Ontario uh, that third week in June, definitely come check that out. Uh, and for those of you who do not care about Smut Corner, do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> uh, follow us. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Claris Polaris. And if you have an iPhone, leave us a five-star review on uh, Apple. Apparently, that's like the thing that we're forgetting to say that will help the show the most. For the podcast, so if you, yes. Yeah, if you like us at all go give this podcast on apple podcast five stars leave a quick review uh and maybe we'll start reading those on the show um next week yes if you leave a funny five star review we will potentially read it on stream live <laughs> oh also this is sponsored by audible audibletrial.com slash nerdy nightly yeah i wish i'll get you free book i wish i could paste that link i'm sorry um, It'll be in the description down below after the video goes. We are on. so good at this. We are so professional. Look, it's been a t it's been tough. Okay, like this, the last like three weeks have just been really hard have with been. trips and getting stuff done. And so I cannot wait for to be back with you in Toronto doing this live, so mm -hmm. that we can talk about Smut Corner live. I know, right? Should I? So sh should should my ranking list be like a like ranking characters list, or should it be like a like sexy ranking list? <laughs> Both. Both. Great. Simultaneously Great. both. I love it. All right. Yeah, everyone... have two lists and like cut the two, go back and forth. Perfect. All right. And do each character like, all right, I'm going to rank them as a character and then like go to the next tab and rank them in terms of sexiness. Like would I, sm no, I'll do, I'll do ranking and then smash or pass at the same time. Done. 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 done, done. Love it. Great. Love it. Um, uh, are there any sex scenes that you would have added to the book, The Shadow Rising? The entire book. Um, um, so many. <laughs> there are so many. Um, especially in that last segment. Whoo, boy. Um, I really wanted, I really wanted, um, Lanfear and, or not, sorry. Um, the, I wanted Matt and the, the, the girl. <laughs> I can't remember her name right now. It's old? Yeah. I wanted them to bone down, for sure. You know, Matt. Matt deserves it. He's had a rough go. Uh. <laughs> Lee Science, what's the Grimwell Cup? Oh, you know what I would have loved um, uh, for Lanfear and Rand to cuck Asmodian. <laughs> At the end of the book, like Lanfear makes Asmodian watch. I would love for like Rand to be in like a, one of his dreams. And for him to, like, think it's, like, actually a dream. 
And it's just like him, Min, Elaine, Lanfear, and uh, Evienda. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> it's just like the best dream. But then he wakes up and realizes that like, the, the whole dream thing is weird. <laughs> But Lanfear remembers it. Like, Lanfear's there oh, yeah. and is like, your dreams are messed up. Yeah, Lanfear's like, wow, wow, Luce, you're, you're really, uh, you're getting kinkier. I, I want, I want Matt to remember a life from the Age of Legends where, like, Lube existed, and he brings Lube into the present by being like, we make sex so much better. You guys, I had this, I had, I remember this thing from a past life. And so Matt becomes rich because he becomes the, like, dispenser of lube in the modern world <laughs> and that is how matt becomes rich i mean he's already kind of rich but even more rich you know what fair 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 matt becomes the rockefeller of lubrication <laughs> my god wow i don't think i can top that that's great that 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 was fantastic i tweet that out without any context Matt becomes the Rockefeller of lube is such a weird sentence that came out of my mouth, but I said it. You did say it. Um, is that where we should end the podcast? Absolutely. Do you know how to end the podcast? Do something nerdy tonight. I meant on the computer. I just press end stream, right? Both. You have to end both streams. Right, I will do that. Y'all, thank you guys so much for being here. Make sure you're <laughs> in our Discord. And um, if you're here, please like this video. Please just drop yeah. a like. Helps sacrifice to the algorithm gods. And um, yeah, I think that's it. If you're in Calgary, come see Ragtime. It's going to be really good. <laughs> All right. <laughs>